0: Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I am here with Chaitanya Charan and Balaram. My name is Radha, and today we are on day forty-one of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. that's right, right Balaram? That's right. Okay, and we're going to start with Chapter Two, Text sixty-four. Um. Yeah, we were talking about self-destruction, the the process of self-destruction. Um,
1: yes. So that particular six series is completed, but let's continue exploring those themes further. Here, 64 texts. Ragadveshya vimuktaistu Vishayanindriya Atma vashya atma
0: but a person free from all attachment and aversion and able to control his senses through regulative principles of freedom can obtain the complete mercy of the Lord.
1: Yeah. So there were four questions that Arjuna had asked. and the four, um, one was about restraining the senses, and the other was about engaging. Senses the, the others the first two questions were about the defining characteristic and the speech of self-realized people. So the previous question was answered from 58 to 63, and 64 to 71, is the answer to the next question. That that is where they're starting. So how does a person engage the senses? So implicit in the question itself is the acknowledgement that one cannot merely restrain the senses all the time. Yes, say we all need, the restraint could be, we all have our sacred space. Maybe it's our prayer room, it's our temple. We all need a sacred space where we can retreat from the world and on retreating from the world, we can focus on the divine. But then, after that, we have to come to our working space. Working space could be, now in one sense, you can say everything is a sacred space. But we don't we don't perceive it like that. Our office, our um, the various, um, we go for grocery, we go for this. There are so many things we have to do at a functional level, working level. So what do we do while we are working with our senses that is explained in this series of verses and so let's see what is said over here so two things are said so basically within us if you consider this to be the self now There are layers to the self. So there is the senses. Then there is the subtle body, the mind. And beyond that is the soul. So there are within us certain attack, Raga and Dvesha. Things we dislike. Hmm? And then there are things we like. And these are already there inside us. We can't avoid them. These are these are many things we like, the things are present, but it's impressions. But so this is the place where inside us, impressions are present. So, due to the impressions, due to the, due to these particular, the impressions are like the programming within us. (laughs) Now, when we want to function, say this is the road on which we want to go. Now, we will encounter things we like and we'll encounter things we dislike. So, while functioning, what the Gita is saying is, yeah, there will be likes and dislikes, but don't get carried away by them. Don't let yourself be controlled by them. So, because of these, there are certain objects towards which you will be naturally drawn and certain objects will be naturally repelled from them. So, there are the senses inside and there are the sense objects so we like certain kinds of food we don't like certain kinds of food say broccoli may be good for health but we may not like it so when like is there and naturally we will move towards them when there is say some object that we dislike this is what we like is what we dislike then we may want to move if we are close to something we may want to move away from it this is a natural tendency that we will have but the Gita is saying that don't get carried away by this tendency focus on atma vashair vidhe atma that we have to have we have to have self-regulation with self-regulation and vidhe atma guided by wisdom guided by by scriptural wisdom Mm guided by rules, guided by principles that come from mm, wisdom texts. Then, by by this, what will happen is, we will be able to function. One will be able to prasad. One will be able to have purposeful engagement that will lead us to prasad. Prasad refers to you can refer to many things. Here it refers to contentment. And when we experience this contentment, uh, that contentment can come by our doing something worthwhile. It can come, sometimes it can come through some kind of achievement that we have done. It can come through divine grace because we have with with, with withstood the various distractions that were there. So when this will happen, that's how we will be able to be peaceful. So there may be external temptations, in the outer world, and we may be functioning in that outer world. But when we are purposefully engaged, then there'll be contentment that will raise us beyond that. Does it address the question? Is there, uh, is, I mean, is, not address the question. Is there, any, is there any question from your side? Have I addressed the verse adequately?
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking like, As you're talking, it all just makes so much sense and it makes you feel like, like happy. (laughs) But then as soon as we leave here, it's like, it's actually so difficult to practice. So like, how do we get to the point where we become so convinced of it? It's just natural.
1: It's practice. this, when you keep doing this, in the later, in the 18th chapter, in 1836, often we say practice makes perfect, but practice brings pleasure. That's what अभ्यासाद्रमते Yatra. So the more we practice, the more we start finding this whole process itself to be more and more relishable, and as we find. a that uh, that relish coming within us, then other things fall by the side. Hmm. Okay. So it is a, it is not I am nowhere there. I am also a struggling seeker. But these principles at least they give us a map. Now, even when we have a map after that still the map is a valuable tool but still even with the map there might be slippery terrain And slippery terrain means that there has to be careful, careful progress. Careful—we have to just because we know the map, telling us this is this is the path. But the same map will also tell us, okay, this is slippery, so we have to be careful. But at least the map gives us a direction. Map will give us a tool, which is for direction. This is the way home when you are lost. So then, in the slippery terrain, gradually we learn okay, if I take a too large a step, too fast a step, a step without looking forward carefully, then I slip and fall. But as we practice, then we start making progress. Okay. okay. Uh, Any comments, Beltran?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, this seems like such a amazing map and such a beautiful like way to think about this. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind addressing one... Uh, Specific use case that I've seen in my own life, and I think is common is, um uh, like the use of what we call vices. We know they're not the best thing for us, but we use them to regulate our emotions. And specifically, like when I'm engaging my senses, if something bad comes, I will deal with it. But then I'm in a bad mood. So then my mind tells me, well, you need some reward to pick, like a pick me up, you know? And. So I was wondering, do you have a suggestion for regulations for that sort of thing? Because then what happens is if you're doing something prolonged, like a whole month, you know, your boss or something's happening at work, then you're thinking, well, I said I was going to uh, quit this bad habit, um, but I just need to get through this. So for now, I'm just going to accept my condition.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a good point. In general, when we make some resolution, so it say involves abstain abstaining some something. Now, what happens is what we are abstaining from that gave us some pleasure. And when we come to a situation where there is distress. Then immediately there is the urge for quick pleasure. Or at least, if not pleasure, at least some quick relief. So here, how do we avoid this? This is that that's the time when we feel, okay, let me do this, I'll deal with this habit afterwards. But right now, right now, as you said, I don't get through this, I need something for myself. So Basically, we could go it this way. There's discomfort. And there is default. Default source of comfort for us. Okay. I decided I won't waste time on TV. But then this person, this person has a terrible interaction with them. I mean, foul mood, I just need some relief, so I just turn on now watching TV might not be a big thing I may not go to drink, but then, oh I start drinking, so now while we have to avoid that, if you don't want to go in this direction then at one level, we need an alternative source of comfort let me put it slightly differently over here so we need an alternative source of comfort now, this alternative source of comfort is also available for us, but it may require some and en- more endeavor. So, this is, you could, as I said, the way this is driven is, this is downward, so it is a path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this upward is, there is some resistance to move upwards this is where for this period till we reach that that alternative source of so not effort alternative source of pleasure till we reach that we need to become we need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable this is a tough phase it's, if i'm doing a, a workout i lift some weights now the weight is very heavy i'm trying to lift it but it's very difficult to lift it but if i keep trying i'll come to a level where i'll be able to lift it but to come there i need to tolerate the discomfort when my muscles are paining a little bit when i'm feeling it's it's difficult but through that process of muscles reforming and strengthening i will become stronger so this phase of being comfortable with the uncomfortable now how exactly we can do that that is something which each one of us has to discover find for ourselves
0: okay it's it's helpful for you just to say that though because it it kind of gives us a sense of like what to expect like When it does come, we know it's going to be uncomfortable, and we can try to not make it mean anything about ourselves, which contribute to like the downward spiral of self destruction.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a very good point. This phase, we should, we need to see it as natural. It's just a natural occurrence. Everybody faces it, maybe in different areas. This is not a, personal weakness hmm? this does not mean that oh I'll never be able to do it and maybe I shouldn't even try it no it is something which everybody is going to face and everybody has to deal with it but we all can deal with it uh, in our particular ways
0: yeah
1: thank you good question and good comment Radha Devi, about this so, can I move on to the next verse?
0: Yeah.
1: So, here we have Prasade Sarva Hani Rasio Pajayate, Prasanna Yashu, Uddi Paryavatishtate. Is
2: it mine? Is it
0: mine? For for one thus satisfied in Krishna consciousness, the threefold miseries of material existence exist no longer. In such satisfied consciousness, one's intelligence is soon well-established.
1: So that particular progression which we were discussing earlier, that as one gets contentment, mm, uh, one puts one's... we put, we progress purposefully and we put aside our we put aside our likes and dislikes and we progress purposefully by that what will eventually happen was we will get some contentment and with that contentment Then distress it becomes bearable. Generally speaking, we will see that if there is no inner contentment, if we are internally agitated, a small thing will cause us to explode. If we are already in a bad mood, and somebody just maybe jerks us while going going back. While going along in a crowded place, we may just turn and yell at them. What a jerk you are. You know, can't you see? Are you blind? But if we are in a cheerful mood and then somebody pushes us, okay, we'll notice it, but we'll not take it very seriously. So when there is this inner contentment, there is, we, re- we, we are able to cope with uh, weird distress without too much uh, hyperventilation, too much going to air's extremes. And then it is this said, cheerfulness becomes a steady state for us. There is steady cheerfulness. For uh, many of us, uh, we are cheerful when the going is good. And when the going becomes bad, then we start becoming resentful, fretful. So this is steady cheerfulness. You can say almost independent of externals. And when this steady cheerfulness has come up, after that, what comes is steady intelligence, which is a very interesting point. Intelligence becomes firmly situated. Now, what is this referring to? Krishna is talking about the characteristics of a person with steady intelligence. And that person who... so. How will one come to the stage of having steady intelligence by by a purposeful engagement where we put in aside aside our pet our pet aversions and infatuations? And thus we we'll, when the intelligence is steady, then basically we become firmly situated. We become, we become ourselves steady. So this is the sequence that Krishna is talking about in these series of verses any reflections or comments.
0: Oh, I'm ready for that joyfulness, or what did you call it? Steady cheerfulness. Yes. <laughs> How long until we reach that?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not easy, but Krishna go like, oh, Krishna's mercy, it will come in due course. Oh. over a period of time, it's no I'll just make one point and then I'll summarize. Life will be always full of ups and downs. And you may think, okay, I need to be steady through the ups and downs. And this can seem to be like an endless journey. But actually, as we keep growing, it is our, it's almost like we grow like this. The the unsteadiness keeps coming up and down. So we could say this is a state of happiness and this is distress and this is the mean level the mean is the average not a person who is mean but the average level <laughs> so what will happen is while happiness and distress will keep coming if you see here the happiness level is lower or the have not the not the average level is lower whereas the average level here itself becomes higher hmm? so we may still feel good when something good happens. We may still feel bad when something bad happens. But, even when something bad has happens, the low over here is... The low is much... Low is quite lower. Even the low here is higher. So, when we grow spiritually, our overall state of consciousness becomes higher. And even when bad things happen, we don't go down so much. So, in that sense... It is not that at the end of some long journey, we will come to the level of steady cheerfulness. No, we can experience it even at present in our journey also. And uh, as we move forward gradually.
0: Okay. Wow, that gives us some hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what, the, that's what the Gita is meant to give us actually. So we discussed two texts today, 64 and 65. The theme was about engaging senses. Mm-hmm. So for engaging senses, Krishna means makes two main points or other two steps, you could say. Put aside our likes, dislikes. They may be there inside us. But we put aside the likes and dislikes. And then we there is regulated purposeful engagement, purposeful action. We know what we are doing. Okay. I. And by that, we will come to contentment. And then the next stage was once we are at contentment level. Once we are content, then distress. Whatever distress comes, they become bearable. They become cheerful, steadily cheerful. And then. In one sense, steady intelligence here means we go beyond illusion. The temptations no longer seem tempting to us because we have got steady intelligence at this stage. So, thank you very much. Hare Krishna.